Traces of crack cocaine found in Krispy Kreme donuts. Rumors were true the whole time. Hey, you're listening to WBEZ Chicago's It's All True Podcast, brought to you with a little help from our satirical friends at thewhiskeyjournal.com. I'm your host, Tim Barnes, and you just heard a fake news headline from comedian Hari Kondabolu. This is the show where I get great guests to tell a headline for a funny, true story. Today's episode features my interview with comedian Adam Burke. He's from some far-off land. It could be Narnia or some other place in Europe. But what I do know is that he has a wonderful album called Universal Squirrel Theory. Before we enter the world of Adam Burke, let's enter the world of his comedy. Here's a clip. I hate when you go to a wedding and this really elaborate affair, and you're sitting there at the back going, this is an awful lot of effort, considering there's a 50% chance this is all going down the sh- <laughs> I think the only way you should be allowed to get a divorce is if you restage your entire wedding backwards. Like the couple has to reverse into the church, give all the guests a present. Your mothers have to suck tears back into their eyeballs. And if you're Jewish, you have to painstakingly glue a wine glass back together. Vatlazam, that's Mazel Tov backwards. I've Comics are a weird breed of people. As a comedian myself, I feel like I can usually get the gist of what another comedian is all about. However, Adam Burke has always been a mystery to me, and I'm not sure why. So I confronted him about that. I had no idea I was such an enigma. I had no idea I was like a character on a Toulouse-Lautrec poster <laughs> in, in a long slouch hat. Yeah, I mean, are you hiding something? Are you a superhero? Or are you... Both parts of superhero. I'm neither super nor heroic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like a normal coward. I'm not... I, I, no, I, I'm, um, I do freelance stuff. Like, I do freelance writing and, and, and editing, and that's what I do. And then, yeah, and I do mainly do co- so comedy, so it's kind of half and half. Gotcha. Like, half of my... You know, I guess life is comedy and the other half is, you know, just boring writing stuff. Because that is a part of your origin story, right? (laughs) You are not going to let the superhero thing. I'm not. I I fell into a vat of radioactive jokes. (laughs) My origin story, uh, which um, wasn't in... The Adam Burke comic book. It was in a different because it's always it's always in a different comic book, right? It's always yeah. like not particularly interesting tales. Issue one, <laughs> I'm on the cover. I was a I was doing freelance writing um, when I first moved to Chicago. Uh, I guess I've been here about two years, and uh, I picked up. I pitched just. I met I met a comedian. I met a, a comedian uh, called Paul Sigworth. He was telling me about the stand-up scene, and back then it was really hard to get stage time as a stand-up because it was just improv and sketch everywhere. Oh, gotcha. And there was, a, you know, and it was sort of building up. It was kind of that post lines then thing. So I followed around to see if this was true, and like, and I met a lot of people, and it was like, you know, very few of them had proper showcases. It was all like open mics and stuff. So anyway, I followed him around for like two weeks, and at the end of the two weeks, I just decided to do a set just to see what it felt, felt like. And then I, what I say is I just forgot to stop doing it, and I just kept doing was it. it. Was it scary? You it make terrifying. it sound like I just decided to do a set. Was it stuff you had been building up over the years? Not really. No, I sort of wrote it, and then like, I sort of did one that I don't count that I kind of did really drunk, 
uh, and I don't count that one. And then, uh, <laughs> but I, but I did one that was more of a conscious uh, decision. And my first joke is a joke that I still do. It got a got a huge laugh. I was like, awesome. And then the next three minutes was just silence. Wow. I just talked about. Wait, what's what's the joke that you still do? It's about. Um, <laughs> what's funny about it is I say I always say I, I just read this report about the most. It's about. Chicago's literacy rate and I always say I just read this report but the report is seven years old now. <laughs> Are we all from Chicago by the way? Round of applause. Real quick, uh, I asked, I saw this report recently and it listed the most literate cities in the United States and Chicago didn't even make the top 30. Yeah, I was going to ask you if you'd read about it but... Um, <laughs> I was talking to Mike Leibovitz once, great Chicago comic, yeah. Mike Leibovitz. Uh, I was asking him, like, are you going to be in Chicago for a while? And he's like, maybe maybe a little bit. The one guy that I don't get why he's still in Chicago is Adam Burke. Oh, like, really? So, you're, you're so, why, why are you still here? You, already have, an, you're, you have an album already. You're always, you always have brand new material. Like every time I see you, every, every week or so, there's new stuff. You're, you're the most ready comic to get the heck out of here. Well, that's, I think Mike just doesn't like me very much. <laughs> I think Mike's just sick of seeing my stupid face. And uh, that's just his way of like promoting me out of his life. I, I don't know. I, I love the city. I moved here in um, 2004. And like I grew up in London. So I'm, I'm at heart like a city boy. Mm-hmm. I love cities. And I think this, this city is very easy to be in. Do you know what I mean? It's just, it's just a great city. I mean, I do know that you, you kind of have to move. But, you know... Um, I kind of have a sort of weird plan in mind, but it's, I'm in no rush. You know what I mean? Gotcha. I, do, I just, I just love the city so much. And it's, you know, it's crazy. I mean, the amount of stage time you can get here now is just the best, you know? Cause you know, when I started, like even really the top comics, you know, they could maybe get, you know, they, their whole week would be sort of predicated around like a 20 minute set or maybe they got like a weekend at Zany's. Well, now there's 20 minute sets all over the joint. You know, you can do, you can do your 20 minutes and it's great. And that's unheard of in, in the places that we're being told we need to go, like New York. And, 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 and I mean, hmm. you've got to go there because you got to go, because that's where the best people in the country are. So you've got to go see how you stack up, right? But in terms of, as you said, being able to, turn over new material and work it out and work out a bit that's like seven minutes and how does it go with your old stuff, you know. This is the best best place in the world. We'll be right back with more It's All True after the break. And when we return, you'll hear Adam Burke's headline for a funny true story. This week on Nerdette... We talk to our favorite freak. All right, fine, I'll be a dwarf. But my name is Carlos. No, not James Franco. This Freak. I'm Stephen Dubner. I'm co-author of the Freakonomics books and the Freakonomics podcast, and I am delighted to be on Nerdette because, in my view, the only thing cooler than a freak is a nerd. Freaks and nerds unite! Nerd out with us every week at wbez.org slash podcasts. Each week, I ask a guest to reveal a headline for a funny, true story. This week's guest is comedian Adam Burke. Here's his headline. Um, I guess it would be uh, uh, report shows Russians have always been f***ing crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it takes place in Moscow. When I was was 17, I was working a couple of jobs. I was going to school and I also, like, money for the first time. I had my own money in the first time in my life. And a couple of opportunities came up to go abroad. 
my family had travelled around a lot, but I'd never really been abroad on my own. So in one year, like, I spent a month in Poland, and then there was also this exchange trip to go to um, Moscow. So this is, I'm very, very old, Tim. I'm as old as time itself. Are, are you not going to tell me? Uh, I know I'm 38. 38. Okay, yeah, that's, I'm, that's I'm, not as old as I was thinking when you said very, very old. Yeah, but then when you can, you know when you know you're old is when you've done adult shit. Two decades, two like in decades. What you know you, what I mean? What do you mean? When you can recall something like that you did as an adult, and like, <laughs> oh, that was t- two decades ago. <laughs> I can think of my life in terms of political epochs. Today I say, as long as this gate is closed, as long as this scar of a wall. Do you know what I mean? The story stand. takes place just post the Soviet era. open, but the question of freedom. I was seventeen. And they just sort of opened up these kind of things. You know, this, you couldn't do this thing before. So now, you know, they were really trying to capitalize and build these bonds between, you know, the Western world. All of a sudden, a lot of um, exchange trips. So it was me and 10 other um, London kids, real scruffs, went over to Moscow. And you know, we lived, you know, you'd get paired up with a Russian kid and you'd stay in their house for like 10 days. I got this really lovely woman who lives in America now and... Maybe she'll listen to this. Who knows? Her name's <laughs> Natasha. I'm not going to say her last name. But uh, when I think back on it, I didn't realize at the time that this is an entire country just that's just been told that it's been wearing the wrong clothes its whole life. What were the things that, that tipped you up to the weirdness? And contrary to conceptions that, some, that certain comedians such as myself, <laughs> Russia's not like a, a frozen tundra the whole time. May and June in Russia's just beautiful, just gorgeous. So when we first got there, it, it seemed, everything seemed fine, but it was just because everyone was at home. But when they all went to work, there were like lines. I'd never seen you know, 30 car deep lines at the gas station. You know, just couldn't get done. And it was kind of weird, but they were all just trying to, to motor ahead. And um, But it was still, you know, there was still sort of weird things. Like we had a military escort. Because one of the girls uh, the, the, in our group, one of the Russian girls, her father was a general in the army. So, again, because Russia's always sort of been a... There's a word for it. What's a, 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 not, I, I'm going to get in trouble for that. But yeah. Russia's been... I, I believe the word is kleptocracy. <laughs> is that the same klept from kleptomania? Yeah, so okay. it's crooks, you know? Like, so... <laughs> It was just weird that we had this, because someone's dad is in the general, we now have two cadets. And they, you know... Was it, was it hard to have a good time? Well, it was hard for them to have a good time. <laughs> the legal drinking age in, in England is 18. Okay. So, much like our American brethren, we're impatient about that shit, so we started <laughs> early. Uh, so a lot of us were drinking, and everything was so cheap. At that time, again, because they were going, you know, still like post-perestroika trying to figure out their stuff. Mm. And I remember at one point we were supposed to go, we had an afternoon free. And we were supposed to go to the ballet that night. And our two cadets, uh, they said, well, what do you want to do? And then we were like, we'd like to buy some vodka. So they took us to a kiosk in Moscow. And there just was these kiosks just hanging out. <laughs> just here's all of the vodka. To my everlasting regret, we bought Smirnoff because it was so cheap. <laughs> But there was a brand, there was a bottle called Terminator Vodka, which I really, oh, wow. and the label was just clearly they just ripped it off of VHS. It was like, at least they're like, being honest, <laughs> but this is not going to be good for your body. Yeah. Because we're naming this after a relentless killing machine. <laughs> that's, what, that's our brand. Yeah. Um, we thought, oh, we'll get some, 
orange juice, or we'll get some cranberry juice, and we'll make some cocktails, you know? <laughs> and so one of the cadets, he took this Sprite can that we had. We're like, oh, we're going to mix it. And he took the Sprite can, and he ripped it in half, and he dumped out the Sprite. And then he just, that was now our improvised vodka cup. And he just started pouring us these four-ounce shots of vodka. And he was like, because it was like, this is the way you do it. You know, some of us had Irish parents, so we were used to drinking, and some of us didn't. But anyway, we were just taking these belts. But then he starts handing shots to our driver. Right? <laughs> and the driver's there, absolutely, bam, bam. So we're all just polished off a bottle of vodka, 17-year-olds. Uh, and we go to the, the ballet, and... Um, one of the girls. I can't I like remember. how you say that so casually. Then we go to the. Then ballet. we go to the ballet, yeah, and one of the that's girls. That's the thing to do. Yeah, well, I mean, you're in Russia. We did the most Russian <laughs> thing. We drank vodka. And we went to the ballet, and we looked miserable. <laughs> like, and then one of the girls uh, promptly vomited on row 17G. <laughs> Again, we were doing a lot of experimenting with vodka. We had this big blowout party at Natasha's house for the last day in Russia, last day in Moscow. And again, we drank all of the vodka we could get our hands on. And we weren't, we weren't really used to it. We were just a bunch of smashed, idiot teenagers. And then we're getting, the next day, I remember, we're all really hungover and we're getting on the flight, you know. And I see one of the, one of the English girls, Catherine, you know, she walks ahead of me and uh, she almost forgot her, but she picks up her bag and I, and I say, oh, Jesus, Catherine, your bag. And she's like, what are you, what are you talking about? And I said, do you not remember? And we'd all blanked, we'd all forgotten about this. The night before, one of the guys had taken Catherine's, you know, like her book bag, you'd call it. Uh, we were on the fourth floor of these very Russian sort of... R- Russian tenement flats are built in a way that make you want to kill yourself and allow that to happen. Do you know what I mean? Because <laughs> they give you the option and it's like, here's you, how you do They're it. like, you live here, uh, so you're not going to want to live anymore. That's why <laughs> the railings on your balcony, which is awful, is, are very low. So <laughs> go ahead and throw yourself off. Like, they're very... They're sort of like... Just sort of, you yeah. know what I mean? They're, they're balcony seats at your own suicide, you know what I mean? <laughs> so um, we're out on this crappy balcony. We're having vodka. And then um, one of the guys thinks it's hilarious, grabs Catherine's bag and goes, hey, Catherine, and drops it over the side. So goes, oh, Jesus. And he goes, no, I'm just kidding. And he points out, in order to stop you killing yourself, there's just these two pathetic little hooks <laughs> on the bottom. And he's dropped it onto the hook. And we're all drunk. And she goes, yeah, that's great. Now how do we get it back? And he was like, oh, yeah, I hadn't really thought that far ahead. And I just had these very vodka-laden memories of three drunk 17-year-old English boys dangling a 17-year-old Irish-British girl off five stories up to get her bag back. Oh, my God. And it was one of those weird moments where you're like, you're all laughing about it, and then just you, your body refuses to let you be drunk anymore. It's like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> this is, but she, yeah, they leaned her over, she got her bag back, and then oh, everybody yeah. promptly forgot that that had happened. <laughs> <laughs> and the Russians were like, yeah, well, it's just, it's just a Wednesday. Big thanks to Adam Burke for stopping by to talk to me for a bit. Be sure to find his album Universal Squirrel Theory on a specialthing.com and follow him on Twitter. His handle is ATP Burke. It's All True is a production of WBEZ Chicago and the Whiskey Journal. This show is produced by me, myself, I, and Joe Dassault. You can subscribe to this and all of our podcasts in iTunes, and you can also find It's All True on Facebook at facebook.com slash alltruepodcast. And if you have time after that, favorite one of my tweets. My Twitter handle is timbarnes451, and follow the show at alltruepodcast. This is Tim Barnes signing off saying, I believe in you.